0: Welcome to this Voter's Eye edition of Taboo Taboo, Topic. I am your host, Ken Drew, and today's episode, we're going to go ahead and see you in a different direction inspired by the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. So this is for you all, Star Wars fans out there. This episode is for you. We're going to go ahead and go ahead and get into the consumer's perspective of the franchise, the direction it's going, and also from a moral perspective. Can you possibly support a franchise despite its association with a company? that goes against your values that is a conversation i have with my nerdy friend from the conservative nerd podcast grace and dockery we have a great conversation so i hope you enjoy our conversation hopefully it's thought provoking as well by all means i hope you enjoy the show and with that said stay tuned we'll be back after this short break to get the show started And now to sponsor myself, me, that's right. I have absolutely no money to be made off this. Just getting the word out. Now, if you've ever wondered where I get my Thinking Out Loud monologues from, well, I'm glad you asked because they're just my articles from my Substack newsletters. Just type in the URL at Kenjin296.substack.com. Kenjin296.substack.com. Spell the word engine, put the letter K in front of the word engine, then you get Kenjin, one word, 296.substack.com. Then you can follow me on Instagram, Getter, TikTok, and soon, Truth Social at Kenjin underscore express. I repeat, Kenjin underscore express. Then last but not least, you can follow me on Facebook. Type in Taboo Topic in the search bar. Look for the logo that says, Honesty equals understanding. There's two episodes a week. I have a hot seat edition where I scrutinize an opinion or story, popular or unpopular. Do my research so to provoke thought. Remember, remember, That also comes with an article on Subsex, so don't forget about that, on Wednesdays. Then on Friday, we go over current events, where I pick two to four stories I found interesting, and hopefully you do as well. Possibly more if I have a guest. Then there's a good conversation, so we can cover as many bases as possible, so you, the audience, have less holes to fill in understanding the truth. That's two episodes a week, guaranteed, which you can listen to this show on any platform, from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, and more to stay up to date and tune in. Don't forget to leave a review either. If it's less than a five star, let me know so I can better serve you. Here on this show, we dare to think out loud and question the narrative. Free speech triumphs your safe space because in order for us to think, we have to risk being offensive. If we wanna have true peace in our society, we have to be able to be honest with each other. If we can be honest with each other, then we'll have a true understanding that'll lead to real peace, amen? All right, let's get back to the show. And welcome back to Taboo Topic for your second ever edition of Voter's Eye, where we go ahead and discuss an issue that at least we come from a more concerned citizen approach instead of a political perspective. Not to say that politics won't get brought up, but it's more like a second thought. And for this week, this edition anyway, for this month of May... I decided to go in a different direction as far as more coming in from a consumer perspective. And I decided to go ahead and invite someone who's actually into nerdy stuff and entertainment, in particular Star Wars. And the reason why we're going over Star Wars today is because the new Ben Kenobi series. But let me go ahead and introduce you to my guest. Uh, He's been on the show before, so give him a nice warm welcome to my friend Grayson. Grayson, how are you, sir? Good how
1: are you man thanks for having me on your show again
0: <laughs> yeah no problem man this is uh an in- this is an area of interest for the both of us i'm sure i uh, no, definitely for uh, yeah, definitely absolutely. for me
1: <laughs> pretty much ever since my dad showed me uh i think a new hope I can't remember how old I was, but I just fell in love with star wars and um actually funny enough star wars is what got me reading uh funny enough i i hated reading i i think i had i was like uh on the border of adhd growing up so and i just reading was an abysmal um chore that i felt like i needed to do growing up and then i just started reading star wars books and now here i am i i the average book I read right now is about 2000 pages. So I
0: think it worked. (laughs) So let me ask you this. We could, I guess we could start off there is we could both give our own experience with Star Wars, how we got on the Star Wars train. I would imagine you're probably more of a fan than I am. I haven't actually read the actual canon in the books. I've read pieces online as far as how the original, Uh, sequel trilogy was supposed to go down for example like i know that was not canon so i know that much but for you you probably know a lot more than i do so go ahead and give us you know if you want to go ahead and expand on that first introduction to star wars and how you've remained involved if at all still um the floor is yours uh
1: i personally love more of the uh old republic so uh for anybody familiar not familiar with uh, that term that's about a couple thousand years before the Skywalker uh, saga takes place so really like before you know the republic before the um separatist alliance so the what takes place in the movies and the tv shows specifically that's kind of where like i've kind of just more of the uh non-canon uh experience like I'd say the ones that come to mind is really the Darth Bane books and the Darth Revan books specifically. I I, I really enjoy those books, specific mainly mainly because they're not focused on the Skywalkers. And don't get me wrong, like I I, I love the original like original series, the original uh, New Hope, uh, Empire Strikes Back, and uh, Return of the Jedi. I love those movies, but I think at this point people are getting kind of tired of the Skywalker saga and really in the mood of for something more. And I like, that's where I think if Disney was smart, they'd expand into the, like either the old Republic, the high Republic, just get away from the Skywalkers as far as we possibly can that that'd be my two cents because i think there's so much content to be shared uh that just expands the star wars universe in such a way that the movies haven't
0: really uh like ventured out to yet and i think i think oh go ahead i was gonna say so let me go ahead and interject here for the audience in case the audience is not up to speed to where you're at (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, so the old republic so just envision like the three trilogies you have the prequel trilogies and that's where obi-wan kenobi is training anakin to become a jedi and you have that's where you have the first movie with a uh, five-year-old or six-year-old anakin skywalker i forget how old he was but he was a kid at that point when they met anakin skywalker and then all up until the moment he burned in lava basically and then tried to kill obi-wan kenobi after kenobi told him i have the high ground Mm -hmm. that's the prequel trilogy era then you have the in-between phase where the original um, series
1: yeah uh, you have the original
0: yes they have the original series you have the new hope you have the empire strikes back and then you have the return of the jedi so that's episodes four five six then you have the sequel trilogy which that's the more recent films that's where you have your characters like Ray, uh, Finn, that's that's like your most recent. And somehow, uh, Emperor Palpatine came back to life, which I guess the original version <laughs> that was not supposed to happen. But I digress. Um, so the Old Republic is before the prequel trilogy. Is that's what that's the era that Grayson's talking about. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and it, it, that's kind of if you played the old games like Star Wars, nineteen eighty, the Old Republic. Uh, one and two—that's the era that I'm talking about. So that, and the, I don't know if you have specifically played those games.
0: I don't remember. I know I played a Star. I remember in the 2000s, there's like a Star Wars fighter jet game. If you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was that game. I did have and I did play, and then eventually I got into Lego Star Wars, like the first uh, Lego Star Wars. Which the like Lego uh, Star Wars games. are amazing.
1: We, yes, and
0: actually. <laughs> According to one of my best friends, they actually updated the Star War- Lego Star Wars to uh, what is a Skywalker series, something like that. I
1: did. I've been seeing a lot of the Skywalker series uh, or the Skywalker saga Lego game on like all over social media. So I might actually give that a try here pretty soon. Get go uh, get some nostalgia of playing because <laughs> well, I, I heard I, go ahead. Sorry.
0: I was going to say, I heard the game actually updated itself, and uh, if you remember, if you recall anyway, when you entered one of those uh, doors to start a story or do a mission, there's like, for every episode, there's at least six chapters you had to go through, Mm -hmm. some of those lines. Apparently, that's been reduced to five chapters, and it's more like a free-for-all, if that makes sense. Um, Interesting. Kind of... I don't know if you ever played Spider Man 2 in the 2000s at any point in your life. Yes. Um, but, so it's basically <laughs> like that where you can, you pretty much, you're on your own and then you Oh, have it's all certain, open world. Open world. There you go. That's gotcha. the term I'm thinking of. Um, it's an open world format. So I like I'm that. actually, yeah, I actually want to, for me, it sounds like $70 well spent if I actually go ahead and pursue that. Um, but I have some conflict of interest, which we'll get into a little later mm-hmm. in the show um but uh so for me in particular i remember the first star wars film i watched my mom loved star wars as well i think my mom was more of a fan than my dad was however uh we started watching in the actual order as far as episodes one through six and after the third episode we watched it in movie theaters in 2005 2006 whenever that movie came out
1: i remember that um yeah
0: <laughs> I, I remember that and by far i think that's the best movie out of the prequel uh, trilogy anyway that's my perspective which one uh uh,
1: revenge of the sith
0: yeah um which we'll actually get into in just a second as far as our order of favorite films from the star wars series um but uh after that third film i was like oh they're gonna make a fourth one mom and my mom's my mom being old and everything she goes well actually yes they already did it before you were born and i didn't to me it made no sense obviously mm-hmm. and that's what i've learned and figured out that uh they actually started backwards with four five six and then one two three which i'm not entirely sure why they did it that way i think if i remember correctly george lucas did not anticipate making more than one film of the star wars series it's after the new hope i th- i'm pretty sure he thought that would that would be it but it was so popular that it created a lot of revenue to basically start his own company, aka Lucas Felms. So,
1: sure.
0: Um, yeah, I'm I sorry. pretty much
1: had the same uh, experience. I watched uh, one uh, episode, one, two, and three of the prequel series, and then it was so funny. I I remember this vividly because we were, I think in, I think we were in Best Buy, and I saw like a box edition of, uh, like Star Wars. It had the four five and six i was like what the hell <laughs> like when did this happen <laughs> like when right. did it come I when did this like actually come out and i my dad told me the same thing and my dad was really the uh, big star wars guy i mean he had the uh he was born in 1970 so he grew up pretty much as star wars was coming out so he had the toys and all, all that stuff so he was happy to um, get me into it as well
0: i'm father son bonding time mm-hmm.
1: and and that's actually like a real like i'd say a good bonding moments with me and my family because we'd always have like movie nights where we watch uh all the star wars all the way to, all the way through we watch the ghostbusters we watch the lord of the rings we watch indiana jones so all those cult classic films that's kind of how i got my nerdy side really uh, was born during that uh, those times. And it was really good family bonding as well because all, all my family and we're big movie uh, watchers. So we love going to the movies. But yeah.
0: I would say after Revenge of the Sith... That's when I really got into Star Wars because I think at that point in my life, that's when that was like that age where I was starting to understand better what was going on in the story mm-hmm. versus like the previous two films, one and two. I was like six, seven years old when those movies came out, so I was like, uh not entirely sure. But it's funny now that I watch those movies again, especially the the prequel trilogy, the political implications in those films. I completely pick up on it now. Mm-hmm. and also i don't know how i missed as a kid that chancellor papal was actually the dark sith or the dark lord like he made it like in the film was make it pretty <laughs> obvious it's him in my opinion looking back on it now what do you think
1: no no if you like going back on it now and i'm sure they might have like tweaked some stuff but like like you said they didn't make it like a big reveal that. Uh, Chancellor Palpatine was the bad guy, especially leading up. What pretty much I'd say, uh, that's a good question. I don't remember any real hints besides like a little hints in uh, Attack of the Clones, where Palpatine, because they they hint at the Dark Lord of the Sith and blah blah blah, and I. So I don't know if they really reveal much until um, episode three.
0: Uh, that... See, I mean, episode three was definitely more obvious for obvious reasons, and he actually admitted to it uh, towards like the middle of the film. But I well, would say at the beginning, after...
1: he just, he he literally tells Anakin to chop Count Dooku's head off. So really, right. <laughs> that kind of gives you a feel for the guy's moral compass.
0: Right, and also I would venture to say, I mean, for me, looking when I started watching those films again, it, like, the towards the, end of the first film of The Phantom Menace, if I remember correctly, that's what it's called, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, The Phantom Menace. To me, there's moments, even within that film, where I got the Dark Lord vibe from him, like, oh, his moral compass is kind of screwed up. Um, so, again, one of those situations, one of those scenarios where, as a kid, it goes right over your head. as an adult, you pick up on it. And you also pick up on the other political mm-hmm. discussions that are going on. And you can pick up, in a sense, and make parallels to what's going on in today's society, which we could, that's for another time. We could do that later on, uh, briefly touch on it. But the whole purpose of this really mm-hmm. is co- go- coming into this episode. We're going in with the consumer perspective, politics. I mean, it'll get brought up at some point. Especially when we start talking about the conflict of interest with Disney and Star Wars. Um, but the whole, that's politics is more like a back burner. So um, before we really dive into today's discussion, uh, let's go ahead and give our top films in order from least favorite to most favorite. And that includes the. Spinoffs such as the mm-hmm. Han Solo and Rogue One, including. Mm-hmm.
1: Gotcha. W- would you like to start, or do you want me to? Start? No, go
0: ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> well, I'm a gracious host.
1: Gotcha. Well, I I don't think I am surprising anyone with my least favorite, and that would be the Last Jedi. Um, I thought the Last Jedi was pr- a pile of hot garbage. <laughs> Just, uh, <laughs> I'd say third. Th- I'd say about seventy percent of that movie could have been cut, and it, it you just would have saved people's time because the whole, um, the whole like, space Las Vegas and the all all the little in that movie was probably the most political. I've seen a Star Wars movie get and, and I mean, Star Wars has always had like political sub uh, plots with, you know, the Senate and uh, uh, Padme being a Senator. So it's like, there's always been political aspects, but I feel like uh, the last Jedi really took it to the, the next level with these uh, progressive ideals. And that's probably what really, I don't know, guess irked me about the film because you can have, you can have political undertones to your movies, and and sure, but it got to the point where that was all Rose's character arc was just like, and uh, it was just a horrible movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> got it. So that's your least favorite. So what's the uh, uh, next one to less?
1: Uh, I'd say the hmm,
0: that is a
1: tough one. Probably Phantom Menace is. My not not knocking Phantom Menace at all, but that's probably out of all the rest of them. That that that'd be the next one. Uh, the one after that would be I'd say Attack of the Clones, <laughs> and pretty much I'd say Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones. Um, I'd say A New Hope. Really, the one that inspired you to start reading? No, uh, New Hope. The books inspired me to start reading, not not specifically New Hope, but okay. Uh, then I'd say Rogue One. Actually, sorry, I I should have put uh, all the new ones ahead of those. So it'd be The Last Jedi uh force awakens rise of skywalker then <laughs> then uh what was it uh, attack of the clones then a new hope then i'd put man this is a tough. han solo
0: i actually i
1: I actually enjoyed the solo film and i i did also enjoy rogue one so i i'm kind of trying to put it together in my head which one i put (laughs) gotcha my favorite is probably i mean i i know it's like probably obvious to all star wars fans but i i think um what's it um empire strikes back is my favorite so and all the rest kind of follow behind that in in order but i guess i just really don't like the new uh trilogy like i i feel that (laughs) i feel like you were essentially watching movie adaptations of three separate book series like, the movies weren't connected at all. Like, The Force Awakens was a decent startup. I mean, I, I say decent. They they It wasn't perfect in any sense of the word. But they could have done something with, you know, Finn and his uh, connection with, like, The Force. But they totally...
0: I mean, story arc and then, I mean they to uh, say, I they out. really, oh, but, I mean... I know I know. This is like like I said earlier, like I don't know that much, but I know just enough that Finn was actually a force wielder and he actually was one of the first students of Luke Skywalker, if I remember correctly. And Finn was actually a bad guy in canon. He wasn't a good guy in the canon, but they made him to a good guy in the film a- adaptation of it. Really? Interesting. Yes. I didn't hear about
1: that. Now I have the Oh,
0: I I, I thought I was not I thought you were the nerdy <laughs> one. <laughs>
1: Now I uh, now what do you mean by the canon? Do you mean like the the book that or really what was the like what do you mean by canon specifically?
0: The so original like, story by that George Lucas wanted to tell.
1: Okay, gotcha, gotcha.
0: That canon. All right, so did you finish your list? It sounded like you finished your list. I think that I feel like there was a couple movies we were missing in that list.
1: Um uh, I'd say Hmm, Which ones did I uh, not mention? Um, I don't think I mentioned uh, Return of the Jedi. So I'd say Return of the Jedi is just behind um, uh, Empire Strikes Back. And I I think that
0: was it. (laughs) What about Revenge of the Sith? Did you bring that up? Oh,
1: never mind. Did I? I can't remember. I think you missed. Yeah, you missed that one. So it'll it the the top three would be, I think, best one, Empire Strikes Back. Second, Return of the Jedi, and right behind that would be Revenge of the Sith. Just because the, uh, I know people didn't like Hayden Christensen, and I understand the, um, uh, I understand the criticism, but I think the end of revenge of the sith and just the final fight scene with obi-wan and hayden christensen and it was just you know crazy.
0: what i just forgot we did i forgot one movie as well the actual original clone wars that led to the series clone wars where would you rank that movie
1: it's been a while since i've seen that uh, animated star wars the clone wars like the first one um I'd put that kind of like right in the middle, but I also really enjoy the star. I mean, the Star Wars: The Clone Wars series, like animated series, is great. Uh, I'm I'm in the middle of watching, excuse me, uh, Star Wars Rebels right now. So that's great. And, and I once you get over the uh, animation, like the animation is a little kiddie at first, but then it
0: gets kind of like more, almost how well. Attack. I would oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I remember watching that uh show in the first season. I think it's just the first that you have to get through. Once you get through mm-hmm. that first season, yes. the animation quality actually improves after the first season and the storytelling improves as well. Sure. And it really picks up after that. So now let me ask you this. Are you would you rather watch the films or the TV shows?
1: Ah, uh, that's that's a good question. Uh I mean I think the Mandalorian and Boba Fett were real, really anything Dave Filoni and Jon Favreau touch turned to gold. So I'd probably say the the show. <laughs> I, I Mandalorian was phenomenal. I I I can't, I couldn't speak highly enough of the Mandalorian. Um and the The Star Wars the Clone Wars show is just great. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, So for me personally, so I think Han Solo would be the very back burner of my list of movies. Really? You I didn't enjoyed. like uh, Solo? I didn't even make it past 25 minutes. Ooh. I did not enjoy it. Man. <laughs> I thought it was pretty boring, personally. Um, that said, so that's Han Solo. I would probably rank... I would probably rank for that Clone Wars movie right behind that. Um, mm-hmm. not because like I don't know. To me it's just the animation just felt off. I wa- I didn't watch believe it or not, I didn't watch that actual movie until a lot later in my life. So when did
1: the point, when did that Clone Wars movie come out? I, I remember that being pretty old. So that the It came animation. out in two 2000- thousand
0: yeah, it came out in 2007, so when I watched okay. it, it was like 2019, 2020, so gotcha. I, at that point, my eyes have been used to the new newer animation, mm-hmm. and I would venture to say even the cartoon show itself, the animation was better than the movie, personally speaking. No, absolutely. And so I would, especially that last season, The Clone Wars Season 7, they mm-hmm. really, mm, anyways, so, <laughs> all right, so you have the Han Solo, then you have the uh, Clone Wars. All right, so now that is two out of twelve, or ten, or eleven. Hold up, I got a long list to go here. All right, so so that's the first two in the very back burner. The third back burner, um, I'm gonna actually do an unpopular opinion and go the Empire Strikes Back. Really?
1: Oh, that's that's a taboo.
0: That's, that's a yeah. I mean, it's a taboo show. So. <laughs>
1: man uh, it's a hot can you take, say sure. can you say why because i mean it has the i'd say it's most it's... recognizable movie lines of all time
0: it has some recognizable lines but besides if it weren't for those lines i felt like the story was dull if you ask me if it went besides the luke i'm your father and uh the introduction of yoda in particular i feel like they're really i don't know The overall story to me was kind of, eh. That's just me, though. Um, So after that, I would say The Force Awakens. And I say that, I pick The Force Awakens, because it was literally, to me, a repeat of The New Hope. Um, And I was a little annoyed to how they just wiped out Jedi again. That made no sense to me. I've actually would have appreciated and liked to have seen the Jedi, a new Jedi Order with Luke Skywalker at the helm, which mm-hmm. canons canonically speaking,
1: yeah. Which that's you, what, yeah. If actually you had, read the extended uni- universe, yes,
0: <laughs> actually, already they actually had a new and established uh, and reformed Jedi Order where you can marry. I think Luke Skywalker actually got married at one point as well and had mm-hmm. his own child. Or two children i want to say yes so and actually if i'm not mistaken his wife was actually one of the inquisitors trying to hunt down jedi and uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) i think they're actually gonna make a show about her as well and i think that
1: that would be good
0: yeah i mean it makes it makes sense considering they're also making a skywalker show at some point as well and we'll get into the direction of the star wars franchise in a second but um it would make sense if they cross paths and why they would bring, why they would break a show about her as well. So, uh, so the Force awakens would probably be right up there as far as like, eh, not my favorite. I could watch it, but it's just, I don't, I won't get excited about it personally. Um, and so that's four out of 10, I want to say. <laughs> All right. So that's four out of 10. So we're almost four out of 11.
1: There. Actually, 12. If you include the um, animated Attack of uh, the Clone Wars,
0: which I did, all right. So, 12 films, then so four out of 12, we're a third of the <laughs> way done. Dang, all right. So, I would probably go with the Phantom Menace right there, and then I'll probably do the uh, what was the second movie after the Phantom Menace episode? Attack two. of the Clones, Attack of the Clones. So, that's six. So, Attack of the Clones is like right there in the middle it's like again not the best film it's not something i'll go out of my way to watch it over and over again either the only uh,
1: reason why i like attack of the clones is i really like the clone troopers i i just dig them so that <laughs> that's the only i'd say redeeming factor of attack of the clones is the clones themselves like getting well, their Republic army
0: Well, for me, it was cool to see Yoda in action for the first time, like actually Mm -hmm. fight someone with his lightsaber just bouncing around that temple against Count Dooku, his former student, which uh, at at that time when I watched it, I was pretty stoked. Actually, that was – take it back. That was the first Star Wars film I ever watched. My dad introduced me to that movie in particular, and I remember Yoda being my favorite character. So that's how I ended up being a Yoda fan because of that fight scene. And watching that movie again, I enjoy the fight scene with all the Jedi as well. And with the introduction of the clones as well later on. So I did enjoy that, but it's just not a film i go out of my way to watch mm-hmm. either. All right. So that's six out of 12 knocked out of the park. So now we got another six to go. All right. So uh, let me go ahead and I will go ahead the last. no, I'm gonna go ahead and do the Rise of Skywalker. As a matter of fact, hold up, the Rise of Skywalker and the Empire Strikes Back. Let me flip that those two real quick. So, gotcha. uh, but the Rise of Skywalker, again, one of those films where it's like it's not the best. It was okay, but it's just not. It just didn't make any sense to me. Like I'd said,
1: say, it takes the I. I'd say I take uh ben shapiro's take on the rise of skywalker and it's only watchable because it's a retcon of the last jedi (laughs) (laughs) well
0: yeah i would say so i mean it's just one of those films where i feel like the whole sequel trilogy to be honest it just seemed very either at least with the force awakens anyway it was unoriginal and it was disrespectful to the work of George Lucas as well. On top of it, it, it like,
1: had some, it had some
0: uh, had it potential. Had
1: some, it had potential. Like if they would have went, I guess with like the original, like George Lucas's, I mean, of course, I mean, it's, it's George Lucas and people hate on George Lucas, but look what Ryan Johnson did with the, <laughs> with star Wars and look what, uh, what they're doing with it. I, I and I'm sure a lot of Star Wars fans would want George Lucas back into the writing chair. So um uh, pretty sure
0: they're ready for George Lucas to buy back because films from Disney as well.
1: That would be uh
0: better yet, the Daily Wire
1: to buy Star Wars <laughs> from Disney.
0: Uh I don't know. I don't know if that'll ever <laughs> I don't
1: happen. know. I don't know if they have the I'm capital still, to I'm buy. still waiting
0: on Dogecoin to go to the moon so I could buy uh lucas films myself to save it and salvage it from the uh corporate wokeism that's taking place but uh besides that so the rise of skywalker again one of Mm -hmm. those films is just like i just was unimpressed by it It has some
1: cool moments but yes what like you said would i go out of my way like if it's on tv i'll watch it but if there's anything else that i i'm doing like, I don't feel uh, the need to watch it, to finish it.
0: <laughs> and I'll say this as well, that compared to the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy, the, the sequel trilogy, they really don't have any memorable characters. Like, if you ask people about Yoda, they're going to tell you right off the bat who Yoda is. If they even ask you about uh, Count Dooku, T- Count Dooku, General Grievous, like, those are characters you remember off the top of your head. Mm-hmm. And you remember where those films came from. If you mention someone like Ray, you may like you may have to think about it for a little bit. Like, oh yeah, I remember who that person is on the any Star Wars trilogy, or the or even a character like Finn. It's just one of those. To me, it just was not a memorable trilogy. If no, you ask me, and not only that, but they not,
1: not the thing is they couldn't make up their mind between should we keep the old characters, should we keep Luke, Leia, and Han. Or should we go with this new crew? And they kind of yeah. couldn't make up their mind between... And then they just kill off Han Solo and then make Luke Skywalker the, this complete loser. And, and that, <laughs> that, to me, is what makes The Last Jedi really unforgivable, is what they did to
0: Luke Skywalker's character. I mean, growing up, well, Luke Skywalker was the guy. It's fine because I haven't touched that movie, and if you notice, that we're getting closer closer to my top I know
1: I'm worried I'm worried <laughs> I'm I'm waiting
0: <laughs> Okay so let me think here All right so we went over so the Empire Strikes Back is so I just said I flip I I'll flip the mm-hmm. Empire Strikes Back and the uh,
1: Rise of Skywalker
0: Rise of Skywalker so the Rise of Skywalker is actually further back than the Empire Strikes Back I'll give the Empire Strikes Back some more credit, because I feel like, like I said just a moment ago, it wouldn't make sense to have an older film that I actually think has more memorable moments than the sequel trilogy, but that said, we're at what? Num- we're at like five away now, so we're now down to the top five out of twelve? Mm-hmm. Yep. Alright, so, let me think. So, I will go ahead and put for my top five ooh, I'm trying to think What am I missing here? I'm trying to think. Oh, I don't know. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and say Rogue One Mm -hmm. for number five. I'll go ahead and...
1: What did you like or dislike about Rogue One?
0: Well, to me, Rogue One, out of the new films that came out that decade, along with the sequel trilogy, um, I felt like That was the only film in the new era, post-pre-sequel, not pre-sequel, the uh, prequels anyway, Mm -hmm. post-prequels films, that I actually felt this was a Star Wars film. Mm -hmm. Like, I actually had, there are actually more memorable moments in that film than any of the sequel trilogy films. As a matter of fact, the most the most memorable moments in the sequel trilogy films were moments of rage, basically. Like mm-hmm. it didn't make any sense to me that when Ray found out that she, she can yield the force, she was able to go toe to toe combat with someone who has been in training with the force for generations. And yet somehow she's able to go toe to toe with that person. And made no sense to me whatsoever. Not only that, but a, another character who doesn't know what the force is, <laughs> was exactly. able to go toe to toe with someone who's been training in the force for years Didn't make any sense at all. So
1: it's called plot armor, my friend.
0: Yeah. And that just goes to show you, though, like how weak those stories were written for the Mm -hmm. most part. That said, I'm about to kind of contradict myself a little bit, I guess. But so what do we have left? So we have the return of the Jedi left. We Mm -hmm. have the um, Revenge of the Sith. A New Hope. A New Hope. And
1: Last Jedi.
0: Last Jedi. All right. So I am going to put a new hope right behind Rogue One personally. Um, I enjoy watching that film. I though I wonder what would happen if they had today's technology as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Especially when you look at the fight scene between Darth Vader and Ben Kenobi. They literally look like two old guys. Yeah. (laughs) I've
1: seen, I've seen better YouTube lightsaber fight scenes. But and I
0: think, in the and the kind of to foreshadow like the main point of today's conversation with the Ben Kenobi series or Obi Wan Kenobi series, and they are kind of hinting they're going to have another battle. I think this is kind of like their way to give the audience that visual. What would it look like a post, you know, Republic era a fight between Darth Vader and Obi Wan Kenobi look like? Well, I, I'd so, say
1: we we'd get a something more um along the lines of i mean think about it i mean at this point it's been a few years i mean what luke would be luke would be around five or six or a little older maybe like nine or ten at this point i'm not sure i was gonna
0: say i'm pretty sure that it takes place 10 years post a republic era after the order 66 so Mm -hmm. i think so I think at this point Anakin, not Anakin, Luke is 10 years old. We'll get into mm-hmm. that in just a second. So let me yeah, <laughs> let me go ahead and finish this real quick. All right, so New Hope. And then so now I'm down to my final four, final three, right? Yes. All right, so my final three. You're not gonna like this one, but um, uh, I like the last Jedi. I did. I really <sighs> I actually did enjoy The Last Jedi personally.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: Um uh, <laughs> uh, I just that. I don't know. To me, anyway, I just you liked
1: Captain Blue Hair and her kamikazing scene.
0: <laughs> I honestly, and the only thing, my only main, my two main gripes was the Luke, obviously, and then also, how did Leia survive outer space? That made no sense to me whatsoever. Like I understand you have the Force and everything like that, but if that were the case, like, how come none of the Force wielders they just went ahead just traveled without any. You know, X-wing, whatever spacecraft they were using to fly to the next planet, it made no sense to me. Uh, Plo so,
1: Koon is another Jedi that actually could survive uh, survived outside. I I don't know if it's because of his race specifically or uh, his uh, ability with the Force, but there is. But for an a human though,
0: for a human species for a, though, yeah, sorry. that made no sense for her to be able to do, to do that. But you know, I thought there were some cool scenes in that film. And one my, f- and actually, this is actually one of the few memorable moments from the uh, Last Jedi, was when Luke confronts uh, Kylo Ren, and
1: but after- he didn't confront him. He was a ho- he was a space hologram. <laughs> he wasn't really there. But he
0: he used the Force to hologram himself to that setting, and he could actually fight him. And it it
1: was a cop out. I I think I think if Luke <laughs> now imagine this imagine a. Uh, humor me for a second luke actually shows up he's actually there he he has kylo orders all the at -AT walkers to fire at him all of them fire at him dust settles and he is holding all the blaster bolts of all the um at at walkers forces them back destroys it at least does something besides buy the rebels time i mean that's all he did like if he would have at least <laughs> blown up something and then maybe went out like Obi Wan, I just think it was a cop out. I I think they could have done something. Well, here's more. my thing.
0: Here's one of my main the de- here's my main defense. Um, you had the Force Awakens, and that was unoriginal. And then you had the Rise of Skywalker, which is pretty much like this weird, just combi, this weird attempt to like unite the dis the fractured fan base after what happened with the uh rise of not rise of skywalker the last jedi film Mm -hmm. because i feel like the whole purpose of the last jedi was to break away from the old storyline which that's what i wanted at the time i didn't want to i didn't want the same old story i wanted like a continuation of the story but new setting new plots new twists and everything like that And I felt that I felt like I got that from The Last Jedi personally, and I enjoyed Mm -hmm. it. So uh, that's my main defense for that film. I know you enjoyed
1: space, uh, space, uh, (laughs) Vegas.
0: Tell me you didn't like
1: Rose, though, as a character.
0: rose you have to remind me this is with this, this is a probably the sequel trilogy like you say these days it's like i can't it, remember no, exactly she's the the girl
1: who is sacrificed herself for she, she lost the, her sister she's the asian okay. um and, actress. And,
0: for a mo- and for a moment looked like her and finn were gonna have a thing or something like exactly. that for a little she's, bit okay yeah. i remember not talking about um because I don't know, remember her. I don't. I can't answer that question. <laughs> well, um, that that that's just, how, it, that she. That's how unmemorable she was. The only thing I think I remember was that scene you're talking about, like that. Lot their own Las Vegas version of it, which I un, I picked up the political implication they're going with that the progressive, like green and corporate America ruining the environment and stuff like that. Like I got that. Um, I got the. So, the subtle message or shot they were throwing at capitalism, I got that. But um, to me, again, I did. I just enjoy the fact that there was just a, they broke away from the original storyline. I guess in part, mm-hmm. I guess right now our our reaction towards that film what is an indicator that's how bad they messed up. In a sense, they really fractured the fan base. Sure, you had people like myself who actually enjoyed it, and then you had people who didn't enjoy. It. There's really no, you know in between which i probably lean more probably more that in between like i liked it is it something it is in my top 3 um but at the same time uh i don't know i i'm not going to lose my mind over it either
1: now now think that it, it's so funny because you remember the the scene in rise of skywalker where ray t- tries to do the exact same thing as luke did become a hermit And then Force Ghost Luke comes out and then he like rises the X-Wing out of the, like he did back in the old school days. That's exactly that scene. I thought of that scene after I'd watched The Last Jedi. I was like, what if he did that? Just, that's why I say (laughs) that, that The Rise of Skywalker was just a retcon because everything I wanted to happen in The Last Jedi quasi happened in The Rise of Skywalker. So that, that. That was just uh, – there's just so many things that they could have done that would have made it – and that's just coming from, like, I mean, already seeing it, but I, I
0: understand your, uh, yeah. where you're coming from. <laughs> yeah, it was to be – it was original for the Star Wars films and storyline, so I enjoyed it. Um, so that leads to my final two, and it's a tough one for me because – these two films I actually watched over and over again. These are the two most film two films I have watched the most, and that's the last not the last the Return of the Jedi and the last Sith. Or the Revenge of the Sith, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um I would probably make Return of the Jedi second, and I'm probably going to make and I'll make Revenge of the Sith my favorite. I just enjoy watching I mean that third movie is just memorable revenge of the mm-hmm. sith everything about that film from the moment anakin gets dissed by the council jedi council saying mm-hmm. you have a seat here but we're not going to grant you master to the moment where anakin uh kills off what's his name uh oh my gosh the guy Mace that was base windu base windu yes it got from the moment he ke- to the moment where anakin is burning in lava and he becomes darth vader like it was just It was a tragic, great movie. It's tragic to see a hero fall in the way Mm -hmm. he did, but that's how well-written that story was, Anakin's arc, anyway. Mm -hmm. That's how well they did. Even though I I didn't realize at the time as a kid, but I guess at that time, if you were an adult, you would have picked up on this, but I guess at the time, they were giving George Lucas a lot of crap for the prequel trilogies. However, to me, I enjoy them. Um, especially the Avengers of the Sith. I think that's the one film all Star Wars fans probably enjoy the most out of the prequel trilogy. And I'd me, say that's
1: a general consistent, consensus.
0: Yes. And if anything, I would venture to say that uh, that's probably the one film where it pre that's honestly the film that ties everything together from it connects the old world mm-hmm. the old stories from the original trilogy to the new trilogy at the time the prequel trilogy so that's my order uh, <laughs> i'm sure there's gonna be some star wars fans who are die hard and they're gonna absolutely hate my list or you know maybe they'll probably get list. some
1: hate yeah we'll probably both get some hate mail but
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll get an email either way, but because I'm not that big yet, (laughs) luckily. But who knows? Maybe down the road, someone's going to look back at this, and they'll try to cancel me from my own order. Mm -hmm. That'll be the next thing canceled. So with that said, uh, let's discuss the direction of the franchise, because we have a new series coming out in May. And I think it comes out towards the end of May, so it's not like the beginning of May. I think originally it was supposed to start in the beginning of May, but they pushed it back for... I don't know I guess did they uh, push
1: like... it back I, I I was unaware of that I I, they I pushed... don't know the date because I haven't been like keeping track of like so what the date... doing but
0: yeah so the date got pushed back uh, I don't remember if to... off top of my head excuse me but I am looking forward to that series and honestly it's the one honestly it's the one franchise that that they're the only reason why I have any association with Disney at that point, which we'll get into the conflict of interest later on. Um, but let's go ahead and talk about the direction. And do you like the direction the franchise is going? What are your expectations with the Obi-Wan Kenobi series? But let's go ahead. You know, what are your thoughts on this?
1: Uh, like I said, I think Disney would be um, stupid and foolish to continue with Kathleen Kennedy as the head of uh, their Star Wars projects. Um, I think just going from the fans reaction from, you know, the Star Wars, the clone Wars series to the Mandalorian to Boba Fett. I think they're it, the fans have said that <laughs> we, we've like, unanimously unanimously excuse me said that we want more content like these these recent shows we want uh and me personally i think day john favreau should be put in charge of this star all the foreseeable star wars projects if disney is going to continue uh making more star wars content which they most likely will and i like like i said I, ho- I really, there's some rumors that I don't like, and one being that um, what's her name? Uh, chick who plays Captain Marvel. I, I'm I'm spacing on oh, her didn't name
0: right you, now. Oh, didn't you bring her up last film or the last episode? Last time you were on the show, you brought her up. I think
1: I might have, but essentially, she has a relationship uh, or friendship with Kathleen Kennedy and she's rumored to be yeah to,
0: to be like a the most powerful female jedi character so the one of those lines exa-
1: she's uh, essentially wants to be captain marvel in the star wars universe uh so i hope i i hope that's just a rumor and not an actual thing that they're moving towards because uh that i i would not go see that uh <laughs> but if if my personal I like I said in the in the start of the show, I think they should go in another direction, go so far off the beaten path with Star Wars. To be honest, I'd say they might even have a market to go make a Star Wars movie about a Sith Lord, like pretty much pull a Joker movie and make a pretty much a villain Star Wars movie. Like Darth Bane would be a perfect. um like i don't know if you're familiar with darth bane
0: i have actually heard of him i don't know that much about him but I am somewhat familiar i know who he, you're talking about he's
1: he's one of the most ba sith lords ever and he started the rule of two so that's why there's only one sith uh, apprentice and one sith master he he's the one who started that and the the three books his series are awesome and maybe I, I'd like to see a dark, like maybe a Sith Lord movie that that kind of be a breath of fresh air into the Star Wars universe, something we haven't seen before. Um, so that that would be my take
0: on where they should go personally. <laughs> yeah. So I think for me in particular, uh, I don't know, if, have you seen one of the commercials on YouTube? or the video game reveal most recently, where it's basically a game that's supposed to come out like a few years down the road, but they kind of did a reveal like, Hey, this is our next major star Wars video game project more or less. And it was basically a game that takes place in the old Republic right before uh, the introduction of Anakin Skywalker more, more or less. Interesting. Um, yeah. But Personally, I think I'm actually in agreement with you. Like I am kind of done just with that era, not just the clone war era, but also the post clone wars and the whole Skywalker saga. Not to say I'm not looking forward to this Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Cause mm-hmm. I am looking forward to it. Um, however, I think there's only so much you can write about that period that,
1: there's so many death star yeah. iterations that you can make without getting stale.
0: Yeah. And that, and that's the concern I have is that by keeping this up and I understand all these shows are coming out, like the Osaka uh, shows coming out eventually and they have a Luke Skywalker and they're going to basically try to make sense from my understanding of the sequel trilogy make it, make it more bearable for people in the audience, you know, damage control from Kathleen Kennedy. Um, <laughs> uh, so, I understand, you know, they want to try to make sense of that, and that's their primary uh, concern. But I think once they're done with that, and once they tie the storyline all the way up until The Force Awakens, they should, if they want to, like, you know, keep things fresh, go to the Old Republic. Or if anything, go ahead and just start something post Skywalker. No, take it back because I guess Ray's now a Skywalker technically because she called no. herself Ray Skywalker. Yeah, yeah forgot I, I, about I that. Guess
1: so, so <laughs> technically they could go on uh, with the Skywalker. So, uh blo- was just not it, bloodline, quote unquote.
0: That's what I was disappointed as well. Like in the in the canon in the original storylines, Luke has kids, mm-hmm. and it's a disappointing to see that he doesn't have. They gave him no kids in this world in this. Uh, in the films and so um ray ray
1: Ray was his uh supposed adopted child even though they spoke for barely minutes
0: yeah they maybe they have maybe 30 minutes of screen time (laughs) Now, now now the thing there is just
1: so much content in the star wars universe i mean for the extended universe is so broad and from the games i i did play the uh what's it the jedi outcast the respawn um star wars game that came out uh, a couple years ago and that was great i i i love that love seeing the inquisitors uh same kind of top timeline as the i'd say wrote uh star wars rebels uh with the inquisitors and i think that it's pretty much the same timeline as the obi-wan kenobi show as well well um,
0: i don't know say this as well like i actually speaking of the shows i actually prefer the shows recently at least compared to the sequel trilogy anyway mm-hmm. uh, the shows are 10 times better than the films were um
1: and you're talking about the mandalorian and boba fett
0: M- mandalorian i was I was pleasantly surprised with the Boba Fett story. To me, mm-hmm. Boba Fett was one of those characters where he got maybe five minutes of screen time. And so I didn't know much about him and I didn't really, and so because I didn't see there's only that there was five minutes, I wasn't as invested in the characters. Some other Star Wars people were.
1: Yeah. A um, lot more people, they, they have some extended universe, like some comics and some books about them. So that that's really, if you're not into the extended universe, you, I mean, like you just said, Boba Fett just got two seconds of screen time in the original uh, series, so it's understandable.
0: Yeah. yeah, so when I watched the show anyway, um, I actually enjoyed it. But also, I mean, I feel like it was kind of like a segue into saying, hey, if this is the direction we're going with the Mandalorian series for the next season, because there's three s- episodes that was focused on <laughs> the Mando, mm-hmm. Mandalorian Mando and maybe Boba Fett got two, three minutes of screen time in those episodes combined. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, even though... Do you have
1: a... uh, Sorry to interrupt. Do you have a favorite scene or moment from The Mandalorian?
0: I am going to be the most stereotypical Star Wars nerd, but when Luke Skywalker comes back and he battles Mm -hmm. all those robots... Oh, yeah. That was... I got goosebumps. I don't think it was great. I watched that scene 20 times in the 5 minute span just because I was just blown away. I didn't, like, I knew in a sense, like, in the back of my mind, like, it was a possibility. It would make sense for Luke Mm -hmm. Skywalker to show up and be the Jedi that Grogu called for. But I didn't anticipate it either. It was kind of like, he was like a wild card for being like you didn't maybe. want to get your
1: copes up though because you didn't know how they would do it. But then because because completely... Luke
0: Skywalker, you know, was played by Mark Hamilton, and Mark mm-hmm. Hamilton is a much older person, obviously, so he can't possibly play that character.
1: And They just deep faked him into it. It's great.
0: No, they got they actually got got a lookalike character or actor.
1: Really, I thought they did like uh like a pretty much what they did with will smith in that will smith movie where they got the younger version of will smith and they kind of deep faked him looking young did you ever see that one
0: i don't know what you're talking about to be honest Um, (laughs) (laughs) i do but no it was a different actor i forget the name of the actor but it was a different actor they you know made look like as mark hamill and, and luke skywalker as possible which i was impressed with the the job they did with luke skywalker in that scene um, which, to be honest, he didn't, he didn't really see too much of his face, really, until towards that end when he actually mm-hmm. confronts Mando and the gang and, and Grogu that, when he takes his hoodie off. But even then, <laughs> um, it was just cool to see him just, like, go... Just tear
1: through, go, go him Because we really didn't haven't seen Luke, Luke Skywalker, like, as Luke Skywalker in... His prime. In, in his prime, exactly. So, I, I think that was showing and, and not only showing that but showing the difficulty that mando had with those death troopers uh, and
0: luke skywalker goes just in tears, just tears, tears him like tissue paper
1: <laughs> exactly so i i i just i think they did an amazing job my personal favorite moment was the episode where ahsoka comes in and and that episode was very reminiscent of like old samurai movies mixed with like old Western. And there was a scene where, um, the one of the mercenaries that was that like,
0: was so that would be like my second as well. Mm-hmm. Like, and he definitely... does that
1: old, old school quick draw, uh, on that one, uh, other mercenary. And I just thought that scene was. i I loved it i (laughs) and i'm i i love the old west i love old samurai movies so that that one episode where ahsoka comes in was probably my favorite out of the besides luke coming in
0: uh but yeah i I love it (laughs) ahsoka is probably my second favorite character in the whole star wars um no third favorite character It's a tie between Luke, Yoda. So (laughs) she was a a little
1: annoying right in the beginning when she first comes into the Clone Wars, but at the towards like at the end of the Clone Wars series, like a badass at the end. she's awesome. So and uh, what's her name? Rosaria Dawson, the actress who plays her in the series, great choice. So um if they do end up making
0: go ahead. I was gonna say for they did a good job as far as like, this is what Ahsoka would be like in real life. And also as mm-hmm. an older woman, because it makes sense. Like, she's not going to have like a higher pitched voice at that point in her life. Her voice could be more, you know, deeper tone just because she's older. Um, and yeah, like you said, they, they just picked a good actress for that role to play. Sure.
1: No, absolutely.
0: So I honestly, and I got goosebumps where when she started talking about like Emerald Thrawn or Thawne, mm-hmm. Um yeah. which unpopular opinion actually I don't think it's unpopular, but uh, that Admiral anyway, probably more. I would say he's more scary as a villain than Emperor Palpatine personally, mm-hmm. just because he not he doesn't he's not one of those villains who overestimates his opponents. He actually studies his opponents before Mm -hmm. he attacks them. And once he studies and finds out their weaknesses, then he attacks. And that to me is a much more dangerous villain than someone who's arrogant and doesn't understand that, uh, doesn't recognize their own flaws or even the weakness of their enemy, if that makes sense.
1: Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. I I think it's a different type of menace, especially when you think of when you're, writing villains there's like villains where you're like oh hey this villain like Infra palpatine he's like this dark lord of the sith he's super powerful but he's not he's back in the background um, uh admiral thrawn is more towards the front but he, he his danger is his mind where he's a brilliant strat
0: strategist for the empire so i i think his um and he's more active in what's going sure. on down the... He's down there doing the dirty work versus Emperor Palpatine's just kind of ordering people around what to do. Or mm-hmm. not ordering people, but manipulate people to do what he wants yeah. them to do. So, I would say, if anything, Emerald Thrawn is kind of like that honest but asshole villain versus Emperor Palpatine's more like the manipulator villain. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Because Emerald Thrawn, like you knew what, he would tell you what his intentions were. So... I uh, I had absolutely, that's probably one of my favorite uh, moments from the Mandalorian series, that dialogue between Ahsoka and the samurai person, I guess, the dictator of that little town especially. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I think I enjoyed the fluidity of how Luke was moving in the Mando when they reintroduced him for the first time. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and some people like made it a point where as far as one of the main criticisms of the prequel trilogy, is how the Jedi fought. I guess it was just too much of pizzazz, I guess. I don't know what to say. Versus the Luke Skywalker version that we saw in the Mando. It was more Mm -hmm. smooth and more methodical. and It it just was a lot more fluid, his movements. And it wasn't as in-your-face. I don't know if I'm making any sense, but...
1: (laughs) oh i i can see what you're saying
0: not to say i didn't enjoy the prequel trilogy fight scenes and how they moved around and everything like that but i understand that perspective so um any hoot well you so, think uh,
1: luke skywalker was never really formally trained in lightsaber combat as opposed to jedi and the jedi temple so uh it, it shows
0: it shows and i think that's good it's And I appreciated that, and I appreciated the scene during the, uh, oh my gosh, during the uh, Boba Fett series when, again, they had basically an episode dedicated to showing everyone else about Boba Fett. Um, I enjoyed this, I enjoyed the scenes with Luke Skywalker in there as well. And Mm -hmm. I think they did a good job as far as like his demeanor and his persona and it was funny seeing him like have moments of humble brag a little bit. Like when he lifted all those frogs up after Grogu tried to catch a frog. <laughs> it's like, now nah, I'm the OG here, man. You want to listen. If you want to catch more than one frog, I could teach you. You got to listen to me. But I do wish. And I think they kind of showed a hint that Luke Skywalker is still following the dogma of the Jedi that led to the fall of the Jedi. When he made uh, Grogu have to do this ultimatum of you can either have the lightsaber and train with me for years, or you can take that equipment that Mando gave you and go back to your original life, which, again, going back to the canon aspect, the original storyline, that was not supposed to be the case. And that's what bothers me so much. Mm -hmm. Because I know what they're doing. I know they're trying to make sense of the prequel trilogy. But at the same time, and Palmy just wishes, like, Dave Filoni would just give the middle finger to someone like Kathleen Kennedy and say, nah, we're just going to pretty much, like, this, that, and go, go a different direction. And the um, thing
1: is, the the funny thing is, Kathleen Kennedy stated she hated Luke's portrayal in The Mandalorian. And she more she liked how he was in The Last Jedi. So, that, that just goes to show you.
0: That just shows you how out of touch she was exactly um, but also i've thought you know saying on the long lines of like the direct star wars franchise didn't she also i mean i at one point her she was on her way out like george lucas even though he was technically retired he was trying to find a way to actually fire her even though he's the one that hired her to begin with
1: uh there were rumors because the thing is she doesn't even like star wars it's from what we hear, like she doesn't, she's not even a fan of it, and that you could just see the difference between her being in charge with the the last trilogy series and with Dave Filoni and John Favreau, who are actual Star Wars fans, being in charge. Of, it, it's literally a night and day difference between uh, the directions of the Star Wars universe, and I, I think the fans. Like I said before, I, I think the fans sit know what we want, and we want more Dave, John Favreau and Dave Filoni. And there was rumors that Kathleen Kennedy was either like going to be moving on or something, but then she just re-read cu- up with Disney for some reason. who God only knows why. Probably to help um, friends in her circle get more screen time. So... God only knows why she's still there. I don't know why you would want to be in that position if you weren't a Star Wars fan.
0: Yeah. And you could, like you said, you could tell she's not into Star Wars if she's making, if she's saying she prefers the Luke Skywalker from the last Jedi versus the Luke Skywalker we saw in Mando and Boba Fett combined, actually, Mm -hmm. Um, personally, it's one of those moments where i just kinda of, I wish George Lucas put more thought into this. I'm sure he put some thought into it. I'm not saying he did put he put mm-hmm. zero thought into it, but he maybe he definitely had a moment of misjudging someone and it's like leaving your child with someone. You don't want to leave it with a bad family. And in this case, you left it with someone who has absolutely no interest in taking care of your child in the long run and
1: you you left your child with the the neighbor instead of a family friend or or a family member
0: yeah someone who would actually take care of your child and treat it as their own so that was part of the issue that i think is the main issue with the star wars
1: yeah if the money wasn't there she wouldn't be in that position i think if disney wasn't in control of lucas films I don't think she'd still be there I think she's there purely for the money uh, there's no uh, love of the intellectual property that is Star Wars and what could be done with the Star Wars Star Wars universe so um, I and mean, with I, that's go ahead no I, I'm, I'm I was finished
0: I was gonna say so with that said though like let's talk about the obi-wan Kenobi series because that's gonna be the next major series that's coming out um which real quickly backtrack i also like the bad batch that was cool that was fun to watch as well
1: the bad batch was uh the bad batch surprised me because personally i felt that it was right at the beginning i was kind of peeved that they didn't do a republic commandos uh show and give us the clone commandos that we rightfully deserved after the video games and they hinted They, they were in like literally one scene of the uh, clone wars. So I felt like they were the discount clone commandos, but I mean, it it surprised me. It it ended up being a enjoyable show. I definitely enjoyed
0: seeing the actual transition process from being a Republic to the empire. I thought Mm -hmm. that was interesting how the empire was basically dissolving all their previous promises they made to the separatists, for example, and anyone who's basically who colluded with the Emperor to help take over the Republic. The Emperor basically said, nah, F you, bye. And so, especially that last scene or that last episode, which, um, what's one of the main characters named the, the girl? The clo- go- girl clone? Yeah, I know. Um, I,
1: I forget her name.
0: I forget her name, too, but she grew on me. It took me a while to like her, but eventually, towards the end of this towards the end of the season I actually enjoyed her as a character um i was surprised though and i kind of find it weird that we still call her a clone because the whole purpose of calling someone a clone is they are exactly the same dna sequence when it's like she just, she's a girl she's not technically a clone she's a girl but um i maybe. forget
1: what she still used with jango fett's dna but it was just a female version yes. of jango fett
0: basically yeah okay gotcha i didn't know if so they,
1: i i i forgot how exactly they she's basically
0: the sister of boba fett that's as gotcha. close to related to boba fett as you could get which i'm actually kind of curious to see boba fett i don't know i think they're talking about making a second season if i'm not mistaken but um i would be interested to see if maybe they two those two crossover at any point because i mean they're the same age so also
1: i loved my my also, one of my favorite um, scenes with Boba Fett is seeing Cad Bane from the Star Wars: of Clone Wars series again. That to me, I was like, "Oh, they did it! They actually brought back Cad Bane because he was he was honestly one of my favorite side characters of the Clone Wars show because he was such a he was such a badass. Like he was just the live like,
0: version, he- and they did a good job with the live version too, like the makeup and everything, the costume. They did a good job.
1: Yeah, he was just a menace and one of those guys you did not screw with. And I I just loved him in the show, and I was so glad. I was hoping that they were going to bring him into the Boba Fett series or the Mandalorian. I was like, if there was one character that I wanted in the series, he would be it. So I'm glad that they actually uh, put him in there, too. Well, Uh, at least,
0: I hope at least... Uh, in the Obi Wan Kenobi series, to kind of pivot back to the Obi Wan series that's coming up, mm-hmm. I hope one character I do hope to see is that pirate um, that was in the yes. Clone Wars a lot. <laughs> What's his name again? I forget his um, name.
1: Um, I know who you're talking about. I, I, but I can't remember his name.
0: But he's one of my favorite characters as well. He's not. Mm-hmm. He's not even like a villain to me. He's just. He's just. This he's like the perfect gray character in the star wars for like he's not really good character but he's not a bad character
1: either. for those who play Dungeons and dragons he's a chaotic neutral character <laughs> he that just does whatever, the money, yes, whatever the money is whatever the money yep exactly and, even,
0: and, and honestly there's even moments in the original in the original series Clone wars where he's well uh where people like betray him or like his coworkers betray him and a typical character was like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe you betrayed me. How could you do this? And says like, Oh, you betrayed me. I'm so proud of you. Like that's his character. (laughs) To me, I enjoy that. He's a likable character, despite him being chaotic and not having any sense of loyalty, but the money. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's one aspect and one character I hope, and would think would be really cool to see come to life in real life. Uh, live, live version adaptation of it, anyway. Right, so mm-hmm. that's one hopeful prediction. I've heard some rumors that Ahsoka may be in it as well. Um, which, that would be nice. That would be nice. I'm not sure they're going to use the same, uh, Rosario Dario. What's her name again? The actress Rosario name? Dawson. Rosario Dawson, sorry. Uh, Rosario Dawson. I wonder if they're going to bring her or they're going to maybe pick, a, pick an actress that may be a little bit younger than her. Because uh, this is kind of more, I mean... When well, we saw, uh, Ahsoka in the Mando series. Like Luke Scott mm-hmm. was a full grown adult at that point, so mm-hmm. sure, it wouldn't make sense. And Luke's still a kid. And I, to me, it seems like the story takes place around the Rebel timeline. So it does with the it,
1: Grand Inquisitor and and the other um, Sith Inquisitors. That 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 se- seems to be around the same.
0: Era, Yeah, so yeah. I'm wondering if they're going to bring the original voice actress for the character of Ahsoka just for the voice aspect, which I don't know. It could work. It could not work, but mm-hmm. uh, that's one – that's another character I hope they bring back. But I think it would make sense to not bring back the same actress, just bring in maybe a younger character or someone mm-hmm. that can at least play the role of a young adult versus a more mature adult, which that's what Ahsoka really represented mm-hmm. in the middle version. It was basically mm-hmm. a, a. If Ahsoka would have not left the Jedi Temple, this is what a Jedi Master would look like in Ahsoka's world, basically. Mm-hmm. Ahsoka's version yeah. of a Jedi Master, which, honestly, I like her style of a Jedi, being a Jedi. Even though she doesn't call herself a Jedi, I get that. And she got kicked out of the Jedi Order. To an extent, I like and it. Go ahead.
1: That's the thing. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but the thing is, her, fo- like, the. And you kind of get hints with it when that first episode, where she comes into the Mandalorian, where the the force she actually uses the force in almost like a ninja stealth techniques, which is actually like canon in in the star like the Star Wars extended universe. So that's kind of how ha- like almost as like a ninja, a uh, gray Jedi is how because you see her almost like disappear essentially and like reappear other places. So that's kind of how she uses the force. It at least has, they portrayed it in the Mandalorian and I loved it. So I'm all for it.
0: <laughs> I mean, they kind of like hinted that though, too, in the series, in the clone war series, especially towards later seasons, mm-hmm. especially I think season seven is when you really see her bloom as a character, as far as her Jedi, or at least her fighting style definitely a lot more agile than a typical jedi would be which it makes sense for her character arc um i'll venture to say as well one thing i enjoyed watching her from the live version is honestly there's just something about the way to me she's like the defected jedi in my opinion that's what she Mm -hmm. is she's a defect she's a jedi by heart but as far as like she's part of the organization or something like that no she's not part of the she's not part of the religion per se or the cult which would you call the jedi order a cult what do you think uh i'd say probably but
1: i mean just to think if you have if do you think I think cult kinda has a bad taste in people's mouth as like how we view yeah. cult yeah, not... as today's aspect, but where I I'd almost say the Jedi are almost in the same class as like the Templars were and with the Roman Catholic Church. I mean they were they were peacekeepers, quote unquote, protectors uh of the peace, but they also like were in wartime, so I, I'd almost say they're more like the Templars, if you can consider, well, if you consider Christianity a cult,
0: then that's... that's well, some people <laughs> will call Christianity a cult, to be fair, but I understand what you're saying. I think the Jedi... I wouldn't necessarily... I, I only say that because some people break... They call it a cult because they... I mean, they technically kidnap kids from... They strip kids from their parents' homes, and they tell them they can never look back, and so... I wouldn't say it's a couple. but they definitely had some dogma in their well, sure. you know, in their uh, organization, if you will. Such as, like, I wouldn't deprive a child from their parents just because they go to training. That doesn't make any sense to me. Or I wouldn't deprive someone of marriage. If you think about it, too, it's, and I think in the canon series, that's why Luke starts allowing marriage in the new Jedi orders. Because he recognizes the problems from the old Jedi order created Darth Vader, nonetheless, mm-hmm. um, because if Anakin had someone to go to, go to in the Jedi Order about his, you know, visions about Pad, what's her name again? Gosh. Padme. Padme. I don't know what. Can't talk. of a sudden, Padme from the original series, he probably wouldn't have gone and fell or been manipulated by the Emperor. But because the Emperor is the only person he could talk to, I mean. That's just human nature, right? Like if you confide sure. in someone that you trust and they don't judge you, you're going to be more prone to side with that person in the long run versus someone you can't go to, despite that person telling you, like they have their best intentions for you, but you know, it creates this weird uh, chaos or imbalance in relationships. So that's why well,
1: I, I, the thing is, I think especially with how Obi-Wan acted in specifically like the end of the Clone Wars, I think Obi Wan I mean Obi Wan's not an idiot. So I'm 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 sure he knew Anakin and Padme had a thing. I, I know he didn't know that she was pregnant and they were kind of
0: doing I think Obi Wan but... I think Obi Wan yeah, I think there were moments where Obi Wan hinted, especially in the Clone Wars series, um I think not in the like second season. It
1: not obvious. Like they
0: <laughs> <laughs> like like one of those, a, it was like yeah. one of those taboo relationships where people you know a quiet sentiment or quiet understanding like anakin has is in a romantic relationship with someone but they're just not going to talk about it i think that's what mm-hmm. it was and if they did talk about it then they're going to you know it's one of those we'll cross that bridge once we cross it yeah and so that's one aspect i'm looking forward to this oh we want kenobi series is seeing those flashbacks that they're hinting they're going to show. I'm imagining there's going to be a lot of flashbacks from the original or the pre- before Anakin's fall, I should say. Mm-hmm. I want to, and that it's going to be very interesting to see like his character arc because I'm sure he's going to have regrets and try to puzzle the puzzle the pieces and connect the dots as far as, you know, where did I go wrong with Anakin? So you think one, I think they've expect.
1: hinted at uh, there being a showdown between uh, Obi Wan and Darth Vader. So I am excited to see. I don't know who's gonna come out on top. I'm assuming, from a story perspective, I'm gonna assume Obi Wan loses. Uh, the, whatever showdown they have between Obi Wan and Anakin. Why did you say Obi-Wan. that? Uh, I don't know. I guess because you think. I mean, Obi Wan's Obi Wan. He he's a jedi master but when thinking about how powerful uh darth vader gets especially i mean we saw a snippet at the end of rogue one where he completely decimated those uh, (laughs) um yeah or uh (laughs) uh, rebellion guys in that hallway that uh, and that scene was brutal so i i'm i i think from a story perspective maybe he and I'd say that'd be probably the finale. I, I'd end it with Obi-Wan kind of losing to a pimp, like a pumped up Darth Vader. Because, I mean, when you think of Vader's uh, dark side ability with like his suit, like the constant pain of suits going through and him constantly going out and killing Jedi and other people. I don't know. I, I, I'd love to see what happens And also, if I had a character that I'd like to see show up, I'd personally like to see Starkiller from the Force Unleashed games come into the scene. I think they could pull that off, uh, and that would be
0: really cool. I'm just going to go ahead and make this a quick side note. You know the sequel trilogies were unreal memorable when you remember more video game characters than the actual characters from the sequel children just throwing that out there no uh, absolutely <laughs> uh the characters from the video games are a lot more memorable for sure but i, I know what you're talking about and honestly yeah, i'd love
1: to see i think seeing star killer on the big screen would be amazing and i think he would fit into the timeline i can't remember where exactly the game, the Force Unleashed games fall into the?
0: Th- I think I, about it though. Like, it- I th- go ahead. Sorry,
1: I don't know. Was it between? They might be, but be- actually, between the two Death Stars, I can't remember because I know the Death Star was being built in the Force Unleashed games. Man, it's been so long. Before uh, I was like, gonna I-
0: say, like, I do think. At least timeline speaking, I think the Force, the Unleashed video game, I think that's actually closer to timeline. No, I think it's actually a little bit closer to the original, or closer to Obi-Wan's Kenobi's timeline than the Rebel series. I could be wrong. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I think the Rebel series may be a little bit a few years or five years after, you know, the, what's the video game called? The Force Unleashed. So, I think... I think, now that I think about it, I think, if anything, we may see some crossovers between the characters from that video game and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, it would be cool, regardless. Well, thinking
1: Rebels, uh, I know Leia shows up, and she's, um, like, a young adult. I think she's in her 20s in the Rebels series, so it'll definitely be interesting where this
0: kind of pans out, timeline-wise. It'd be very interesting to see, because I don't know... The only thing I know is it takes place at least 10 years past the mm-hmm. Order 66, 10 years past that. So I know that much. And I don't know. And the thing is, I think the problem is in the series anyway, in the video game, they don't specify like they did for the one Kenobi series as far as how far apart they were from the Order 66 or the Father Republic. Mm-hmm. They don't specify that. So I think that's part of the issue, and it's kind of like a guessing game as far as, okay, maybe this makes sense. I'm predicting it's going to be more towards the uh, Force Unleashed timeline. I could be wrong, but I think at least the way the Force Unleashed timeline was set up, you would have thought it took place like almost five years after the attacks against the Jedi, the genocide of the Jedi. Um
1: it's it's definitely close cuz i know that and also the uh jedi outcast ha- is set a, a couple years after order 66 so it's kind of within the realm to where they could definitely play with it a little bit and uh it would be a lot of it would be fan service to put Starkiller in <laughs> in the obi 1 show uh so i'm but I am excited to see when McGregor play Obi Wan again. I I think
0: it could definitely be a good show. Uh, I've heard. But... I was gonna say I've heard they're gonna pl- they may use as one of the flashbacks. They're actually gonna try to bring a deleted scene from the Clone Wars series, and it was like a scene where apparently Obi Wan and Anakin were having a conversation. This is like before Anakin's fall. Mm-hmm. But I guess Anakin was asking Obi-Wan like what would happen if I fell to the dark side and Obi-Wan kind of gave him a concerned look like that's not going to happen um but it kind of but it was one of those scenes where it could have showed the audience like the Anakin's fall is on the horizon here. Mm-hmm. Um, well
1: they I think they led up the final season of the Clone Wars perfectly into the um uh, what what happens in the movies. I I thought it was awesome. Uh so they definitely have a lot of things to play with with regards to the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Now I'm conflicted on whether I see it or not. <laughs> I, I I don't know because I love Star Wars, but do I hate Disney enough to not see to boycott it boycott it to boycott it? <laughs> but do, oh, but got- at what point, but but the question begs is like. At what point
0: can we love the art, hate the artist? You know what I mean? Uh, and that kind of does get into a little bit of the next point that we're going to go over is the conflict of interest with Disney and Star Wars. And it's good to and it's good to hear that I'm not the only one having this conflicted feeling about watching Obi-Wan. It's not because I don't want to watch Obi-Wan. I do want to watch Obi-Wan. Um, and it kind of pivot back to the direction of the series, though, because it's associated with Disney, a company that is clearly, I mean, at this point, I would, I mean, by definition, it's the agenda is satanic. They want sure. to groom children and promote sin. That's all I can say. I mean, they want mm-hmm. to, you know, from the normalization of homosexuality to gender, their gender ideology, and then manipulating kids into believing that, there's really no such thing as gender. It's just a social construct, and so you you decide as a child if you're a boy or a girl, not your you know not biology, which you know that makes absolutely no sense. But I digress. Um, so, <laughs> but because of that, though, I do have some conflicted feelings about if I watch Star Wars, I'm not paying directly towards the platform. I'm not. I don't have an actual. Um, account disney with disney plus i'm just using. i'm using someone else's account but <laughs> with with that said though am i still a contributor to their agenda if i watch obi-wan kenobi and if so how am i hypocritical then at that point for criticizing disney and saying we should move away from disney and not support it but by watching their series even though it's associated even though Star Wars is kind of like its own company it's still a connection with Disney at the same mm-hmm. time. So what do I do as a consumer? And it's a really it's a really crappy place and position to it be. It is in. a
1: crappy pl- place to be because, in because we love this uh we love Star Wars but but on a moral level, I mean,
0: do we like how do we go about this, you know? <laughs> and that and that kind of pivot back to the direction though real quick. That's my especially now that they've become brazen about their agenda, how, I wonder if they're going to start pressuring people, creators, like not creators, but the directors like Dave Filoni, for example, into pushing more of their agenda into their uh, Star Wars series and storylines. And I'm concerned about that. Mm -hmm. And so personally, to me, at least in my head, I'm trying to justify it as well. If they don't, Push that stuff on Obi Wan Kenobi series, then I'm okay. But if they start injecting it, I'm out. Count me out. I'm not going to participate in their games. But at the same time, though, like I said, I'm still it's still a part of Disney, regardless of whether or not they're uh, they inject some of their crap, their mm-hmm. satanic agenda in there and ruin the story just for political correctness, more or less. Um, like what? What kind of Christian am I right as a Christian like mm-hmm. what kind of person what kind of Christian am I if I go ahead and watch these series that where the company that's associated with is push is 100% turning its back on God and his commandments it's
1: it's 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 hard I I, I and, and to be honest, I, I think it just goes down to the, like where where are we gonna, where are we gonna stand? Are, are we gonna just let Disney do its thing? I mean, th- this is coming down the pipe for a long time now. I mean, everyone who knows is in the know has seen the, sexual in in disney movies for a long time and they and they've hinted it not quite as much as they i mean from the phallic shapes on the front of the little mermaid dvd disc i mean they kind of obvious if you look at it but now like you said that they're openly they're they're not hiding it anymore and i i think it's should we, th- that's the thing should we support even though we love the series we love star wars do do we just maybe choose to take a back seat even though we love the series and to me i mean hey i can always make a fake user like a fake email and get a free <laughs> trial so i mean there's ways around paying for this stuff and also you could uh, i'm not telling people to s- pirate Certain, uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I wouldn't possibly tell somebody to do that.
0: I would, I don't give a up, <laughs> <laughs> but
1: but to the, there, there are things around it. I mean, if you feel bad giving money to Disney, then don't pay for it, watch it, and hey, I mean, to each their own. But to the point is, if they we can always vote with our wallet, and I think if these big companies is this progressive agenda worth losing money over? And that's the thing. I mean, that that's up for the executives at Disney. Are they willing to lose? I'd say a good majority of their, like the people who pay, pay them money. Uh, and that just, that, to, that, that to me is such a anti-capitalistic thing to do is to get political I mean, if you were smart, don't have any like don't take a political side. You're going to you're going to make one side angry. Why not make nobody angry and make all the money? It doesn't make sense to me from a financial standpoint to do these sorts of things. So, I I just don't know why maybe, maybe like you said it there's something spiritual like going on behind the scenes that the public's not like completely aware of yet but to me go ahead ahead. no go ahead finish no i was gonna say i i think if you're willing to maybe like i said before hate the artist but like the art i mean and hey to each their own. at that point I think every Christian and every fan of the Star Wars series has to really decide for themselves to me personally. I've decided to not um, give money to Disney for the foreseeable future. So but hey maybe I can find a way around the the paywall. Well, careful,
0: because a company like Netflix, they're cracking down on those kind of accounts. <laughs> but I will say this. I'm probably leaning more towards not watching it as much as I want to watch it. And again, it's a really crappy position to be in, because I don't want to have to pick between the two. If anything, I'm hoping that Dogecoin will go to the moon, <laughs> and, I can, and I'll can, and i become the first trillionaire, because I have a lot of Doge invested right now. Um, i bought it to doge when it was at five cents it wasn't that idiot that bought doge at 70 cents they crashed back down to like 15 17 cents yeah. but um i but in let's say a hypothetical perfect world doge goes to the moon and becomes the next bitcoin and i'm a trillionaire i'm gonna pull elon musk and i will buy either disney as a whole or buy lucas phillips back out of disney so people feel comfortable watching this series again mm-hmm. but um I mean, a part of me wishes, though, I'm not, do they have, like, DVD collections by any chance for, like, the Star Wars series they're coming out with, like, Mandalorian or anything like that? Do they do that anymore?
1: Uh, I don't know. I mean, ever since, uh,
0: Blockbuster ate it, I don't know if they do that anymore, but I assume so. Because if if anything, I'll, if anything, I'll just start buying the actual product itself. And even though it's going back, even though it's Connected to Disney and associated with Disney. Um, I mean, at the same time, I don't know. It's a weird position we're in right now. Hey, just
1: know that if you buy the Star Wars toys,
0: that money goes to George Lucas. Ah, I did not know that. As a matter of fact, that's a good point. It's like, if you know where the money is going, then at that point, use your own discretion. If you know where the money is going, like you just mentioned the toys... And you know it's not going to Disney, that pursue that as a Star Wars fan, especially if you're a believer in Christ. But Mm -hmm. if you know that the money is going to a company that doesn't line up with your values, and no, it doesn't line up with your values, but they're blatant and
1: against and hate. Yeah, they absolutely.
0: (laughs) As a matter of fact, you're the person that they despise. They don't even, it's not enough to just disagree anymore. They have to despise you. Mm -hmm. for having those values um then at that point i think i think in good conscience you cannot support a company and support the franchise as much as you love the franchise you cannot support that product anymore until there's that change of leadership like twitter with elon musk for example or now because elon musk has taken over and I decided to go ahead and get a Twitter account because I support Elon Musk's position, and I my values align with his values as far as free speech. Same thing. When, if it were to happen to Disney, anyway, if there's something similar happened to Disney, I would not be having this contradictory, conscious battle in my mind, going, "Am I contributing to their agenda by watching this, or am I, or is this, you know, is this okay? Is this like you said, uh, love the art, but?" It, don't necessarily have to like the artist necessarily mm-hmm. that, so. and that,
1: that's the thing oh sorry to interrupt but i was just like to what point do we actually as conservatives and as christians uh do what uh the say daily wire is doing and actually taking back the like re- like the levers of power take, take taking, back culture taking back the culture not having to uh be in the situation where we don't have to feel bad about consuming the content because we know the people making the content are actually like conservative Christians, people that are not completely or even just not after grooming children or sec- the sexualization of children. I mean, that's that's you have quite. A lot of room there <laughs> it's
0: satanic and that's the issue it's satanic by definition
1: but at what and- point do we can't actually make that decision anymore as christians as conservatives if we if this continues down the path and companies like disney keep buying and keep uh pretty much what's going to be like what safe area like is there like at what point do we have to make the, the, this decision with the banks we choose to put our money in or the, the, you know what I mean? That this, this, <laughs> this is, this is the figure I'm trying to expand this question out. It, it's not just about Star Wars and Disney because this would go a lot farther.
0: Right. And that's honestly, I mean, that's just the reality we're living in right now where we're it shouldn't have to come down between picking a company that supports your values or not. To me, it's not really so much of the fact that I disagree with my values as much as like their sentiment toward my values to the point where they're literally giving me the middle finger and saying, F you, we're going to go ahead with our values. Your values mean nothing to us, even though you're the demographic that has benefited, not necessarily the most, but we've gotten the most money out of from all these years, the working class, middle class. That's how they made their money. We're the reason why they're so big. Um, And the working class is not interested in having a company groom children, period. (laughs) That's the issue. With
1: a moral bone in their body. Would it (laughs) be okay with that?
0: Oh, and I think, like I said earlier in a moment ago, I think in good conscience, you cannot support a product despite you actually enjoying the product. You cannot support a product with concern, their association and what that where that money is going towards. Now, granted, like I said a moment ago though too, you have to know where that money is going. So follow the money. I think it's like the best advice I can possibly give. Follow the money. If you know where the money is going, if you know, let's say, they still do sell DVDs for you know seasons like the Mandalorian mm-hmm. or Obi-Wan Kenobi series. that's going to come out eventually. Um, if they do, and you know, that money is not going to Disney directly and going to George Lucas, for example, then at that point there's, to me, it's not a conflict of interest, even though George Lucas, I don't agree with this political beliefs, but he's not, sure. but he's not going to be demanding to, uh, sexualize children either like Disney is right now. Uh, and or I'm, don't
1: pay for the content in the first place. I mean.
0: <laughs> that's true, too. Like, and like you said a moment ago, like, if you, if you pirate, I guess, you you know, there are ways you can go around and, and I know I probably, they, the FBI is probably going to come knock on my door anytime now because I said all these things, but we already have the disinformation task force. So sure, absolutely. that's, that itself is already going to get me in trouble one of these days. Um <laughs> especially the questions I ask it's, you know, I'm asking a lot of questions, but um, they don't
1: like people asking questions. So
0: any questions of dissent or questions, the narrative they don't like. So, and Disney in this case was one of those scenarios where once Rob DeSantis signed that anti-grooming law into, and it takes effect in June, I think uh, that's where their colors truly came out at that point. Like, no pun intended obviously but mm-hmm. no yeah um that's i mean they showed like who they really were what their true agenda was and it's one of those situations where uh you really know like it's one of those situations where if you throw a shoe in a group of dogs or a pack of wolves the one who yelps is the one that got hit and in this case you know in other words if whoever Uh, Whatever you say, that word or opinion you just shared or that, you know, fact you just shared, it touched a nerve. And it it definitely touched a nerve with Disney when Rob DeSantis told teachers, you know, and school faculty members in the state of Florida, you cannot be formally instructing kids, especially kindergarten through third grade, which third grade, I think it's like nine and 10 years old kids, I want to say. So you can't which is a
1: a no brainer. Any like I said, anyone with a moral bone in their body would be like, okay, yeah, that that. So, yeah, do you think question? Do you think Disney will backtrack after? I mean, DeSantis did just vote to take away their special districts uh, uh, like governing ability.
0: So do you think they'll backtrack? I don't think they will. At least short term, I think long term they may. It just depends on how the court system plays out. Because I think in the court system, you can make an argument that this was completely politically motivated by Ron DeSantis to remove that special status. Because I mean, Rob DeSantis like made it clear like he's doing he did it because of Disney's stance in response to the anti-grooming law, and he and he said I did not feel comfortable with giving a company that special status with that much power when they're clearly not in the interest of their shareholders or the people. So why should we give them that special status? Um, so, and you can make the argument, you know, that's a First Amendment issue in the sense that, you know, they were discriminated based on their opinion on the anti-grooming law, but it's not really so much they spoke out they have a different opinion about the anti-grooming law is that they're defiantly defending the right to groom children. And it just so happens that the law that takes place takes effect in June. That was the trigger that you, that's that was the trigger where you saw the colors of what they really and how they really felt about uh, entertaining children anyway.
1: Well, they're doubling down on it. I mean, they they just said that there aren't... Uh, they are not cutting the lesbian kiss scene from the new Buzz Lightyear uh, animated film that is coming out here pretty soon. They were thinking about cutting it. Last I heard, they were going to cut it, but then they just, I guess, doubled down on uh, this ideology. So, I mean... Yeah, and again,
0: it's one of those things, again, it's one of those things where it's like, well, if you're going to act that way, why should I support you as a company, period? I, mm-hmm. And especially, again, as a Christian, how can I good conscience support a company that does not, not only line up with my values, but they hate my values? They straight up tell me they hate my values. They hate my morality. Uh, so where, I mean… I want to watch Star Wars. I want to watch Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi. I really do. And to an extent, I'm in this interesting position where the I'm not using my account. So I'm not directly paying into their service. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I do wonder how if maybe if I if the amount of view it's kind of like a little bit of YouTube. I wonder if they have like some a little bit of YouTube's algorithm in a sense how they monetize their content. Mm -hmm. like if you get a certain number of views you'll start making money off that so i wonder if that plays a factor If that does play a factor it may
1: i'm sure it does with the the viewer count i'm sure it does i mean you you just see like comparatively to you know shows that from the first season and then if it gets popular, the budget increase for the second season, how much better the shows look and feel at, at, like after the first season, I'm sure the viewership ha- has an impact on how much money they actually pour into the content itself.
0: And to an extent, I would be sad. All right, I would be mm-hmm. sad if the socio Dizzy actually hurts the turnout for the Obi-Wan Kenobi series to where... Maybe they originally thought it was gonna be a hit because it's Obi Wan Kenobi and you know, it's McGregor. Like who doesn't want to watch those two in action again? And uh, what's the Anakin Skywalker's actor's name again? Uh, Christian. Uh, Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen, right? And so, like who wouldn't want to watch that? And you know, in their mind, think it's gonna be a smash hit. And I would say, I probably would agree with that. It's a good marketing tool, but because it's associated with Dizzy, that will deter many of the viewers, they probably would have gotten originally from the series. And but, and because of that, they won't actually have enough money. They won't have the budget for a second season when in mm-hmm. reality, and then they and the reason why they may not get a second season wasn't because the show wasn't good or great. It was just because of the association with Disney. They don't want to exactly. support a company with Disney. And it's not fair to the franchise of Star Wars at that point. And which at that point, I really hope someone like George Lucas wakes up and goes, wait a minute, my association with you is actually hurting my company that I built. So either A, buy back his own company or let someone else buy his company. Um, I will buy Disney. I'll buy Hmm. Lucasfilms.
1: Maybe the best course we can think of is that, unfortunately, that it flops. Like to be honest, I mean, if say say it does have an effect, uh, a lot of people who would have originally watched Obi One don't end up watching it, and the the viewer tank, the view, viewership tanks, and they actually end up going a, another direction. Hey, and hey, maybe maybe we actually do get a future where. Disney doesn't own Star Wars like maybe if they it gets to a point where they don't think it's financially
0: viable for them to keep this intellectual property I don't know and to an extent and I've noticed a trend here that it seems like uh, we're, we're maybe seeing the beginning of the downfall of these big companies like Netflix like Hulu we may see the downfall of Disney as we know it anyway. I think the days of Disney dominating the entertainment world is going to start coming down, especially after their response to Florida's anti-grooming law. That's going to definitely deter people from using their products. I mean, I think people in America have enough of moral compass to not support a company like Disney, despite their nostalgia Towards the products they produced in the past, which honestly that's the only reason I could see people overlooking what's happening with Disney right now is that nostalgia. They don't wanna they don't want to acknowledge and recognize the fact that the Disney that they grew up in knew is no longer that same Disney anymore. Mm-hmm. That Disney is long gone. That trust you can just give to the company as far as providing family-friendly content to where you don't have to necessarily answer uh, serious questions with your child, as far as what they just observed on the TV screen or uh, theater screen, uh, that all that combined can be a big factor in whether or not uh, Disney survives in the long run. And I think we're starting to see we're starting to see cracks in this facade and facade and uniqueness that they built for themselves, and thinking that you know their worldview is the popular worldview and their worldview is the right one when everyone else around them is telling them no, you're not you're not that cool, Disney. You're not that cool, Mickey Mouse. I kind of envision Disney. Have you seen South Park? You've seen South Park, right? Uh I never watched it like religiously, but I've seen a few episodes. Have you have you seen their depiction of uh, Mickey Mouse
1: I don't think I have.
0: Okay, so I'll show you some clips after the episode and everything like that. But they basically make Mickey Mouse to be a jackass. Like this over-controlling that wants everything to go his way. And anyone who gets in his way, you know, he's going to run through them. I mean, (laughs) it it sounds like Disney, right? (laughs) Yeah. uh, So that's how I kind of envision Disney and their current kind of more militant a little bit, Uh, but I don't know, I think we're seeing a downfall of this, and I really hope, actually, I hope that it does flop the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, not because I want it to fail. I don't want it to fail, and I don't want it, again, it would be disappointing if it flopped not because of the storyline, but because of the lack of viewership, because of its association, Mm-hmm. But maybe, maybe that starts waking up some people to the fact of, oh, maybe we should change our direction. Maybe we should change, fire some people up in our staff. Well, that, <laughs> that's, you know, best case scenario from my perspective. Or yeah. someone like George Lucas or someone else pulls an Elon Musk and buys Lucasfilms out, which I want to point this out. Irony out that the reason why he started Lucas Films, uh, George Lucas, was because he was against the Hollywood establishment, and he sold his company to a Hollywood nope. establishment company, and uh, now look where it's at now. So uh, now it's in. I mean, they've already tried to like indoctrinate or in you know inject some uh, progressive ideals, as you mentioned earlier, through the sequel trilogy. Um, they already tried that, but once they've lo- Dave Filoni got back in charge. Nonetheless, we haven't really seen any of that. It's just been a just a good old story about really, I mean, life in general about friendship and you know stuff you can relate to. Let's go with that. Well, the thing um, is, that
1: just think about how The Mandalorian has some really good female characters and in a and in Ahsoka in there as well. She's a badass female character that's not forced though
0: That's exactly it wasn't forced like they try to force it in the sequel trilogies like exactly in the, in the tv shows anyway right now the storylines make sense mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't seem forced it seems to make ray, sense
1: like ray and all the female characters that they tried to bring into the show with or or the movie with the new trilogy like it was just I don't know what it was that maybe it was just competence like that made Ray just such an unlikable character to where she was unfairly competent at whatever she did, no matter what, and it was like how was she doing this? why instead of somebody like ahsoka where you've seen her grow up essentially from a teenager to a young woman in the um
0: uh, in the animated show, and she is and then grown her, as a character, and then her relation with Emperor Pappleton made no sense to me either. No, <laughs> that exactly. made no sense, yeah. It, um, it, yeah,
1: so I, I think you can have, and that's the thing I think the left can't wrap their head around is they can have these good, awesome female characters without the progressive agenda behind it. And the thing is, when we call them out on it, we're the bad guys we're we're all of a sudden these incel gamers that don't actually like women uh if if we don't like a single female character that they create even though we have 10 i can count off that are really good female characters that honestly the star wars community the nerd community and the gaming community have no problem with whatsoever
0: I'll just say this. The actress who played Ray was hot. I will say that I did. <laughs> that's the only thing I really enjoyed about the character of Ray was just,
1: it um, would have definitely been a different story if she were ugly. That, that That's
0: uh, <laughs> well now we're, now we're probably going to sound like a bunch of quote unquote sexist pigs and some feminists <laughs> just because we're objectifying her beauty standards and everything like that. But no, I mean, that's just being real. Um, but I will, like I said, um, just the whole direction of Star Wars in general. The TV shows, I think, they're making up for the fact like how bad the sequel trilogy was. Unfortunately, now the main hurdle that the TV shows will have to go through is its association with Disney. That's going to be the biggest issue because of the fact that Disney's politics and values and morality is so off base with the American people that the american people are turned off they're just tuned out by disney at this point and i really think the majority of the people will not support a company like disney despite nostalgia despite like their love for star wars or some older disney production they've created in the past and again it's a sad moment but i like you said a moment ago that's probably like the silver lining is that the Obi-Wan Kenobi series does so badly, not because of the story itself or the, the writing of it, but because so many people, because of Disney's, it's association with Disney, excuse me, that will deter people from watching that series. And therefore they won't have the budget. And again, hopefully, which would
1: suck because that would give us not as good of a star Wars content as we deserve or have gotten in the past. And the, and the thing is I mean, probably things have to get worse before they get better, unfortunately with Star Wars. And as a Star Wars fan that that sucks.
0: Yeah, it's one of those, it's like what is that term like mutual destruction. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, if I think if you as a Christian in particular, if you want to really let the company know like you mean business, like we're not effing around anymore with this kind of bull crap. Then you have to take a stand. You have to draw the line in the sand and say, I'm not, I don't care. As much as I love your old stuff and as much as I love these stories and, you know, a franchise like Star Wars or Lucasfilms, I cannot in good conscience support um, you as a company just because of the fact that uh, your values just don't line up with mine. No, take it back. Not, not only they didn't, like I said, they'll just line up, but they are defiantly open about uh, telling you how wrong you are and how much they hate you for it. So that's those are like my final thoughts, I guess. Do you have any final thoughts?
1: Uh, No, I, I, I'd say we have to, as, as a community, just really decide, is this – is this something we're going to let Disney get away with? Are we going to let them blatantly be in favor of the sexualization of children? And not only Disney, but the, the progressives as a whole are. are and, and I know we said that we said this maybe like five years ago when the whole transgenderism thing was coming up, we were like, the next thing is going to be pedophilia. And people thought we called us conspiracy theorists and and all this other BS, but it's happening right now. And who would have thought that, right? So I think we got to vote with our wallet as consumers and as lovers of Star Wars as well. If we want better Star Wars content, we're going to have to let, we're going to let them we have to let Disney know we're not going to settle for less. And with this crappy progressive content that they'll maybe push out, and I, I hope they don't double down, especially with the Star Wars saga. I know they have kind of flirted with the progressive stuff before, but if they really double down on it, I have to, I, I have to say, I, I will refuse to watch any like extended like star wars stuff for the foreseeable future and that's like i said that sucks but these big companies if nothing else i hope that hitting them in the wallet does something
0: will you at least try to find a way around watching the ben kenobi series or are you figure to buy you figure to skip on that for now neither
1: confirm or deny <laughs>
0: fair enough i i
1: i I think i think if i'm not paying for it i i i think i could morally speaking i i think if they're not getting my money i can feel okay with watching it but that's just me
0: that's fair well uh grayson thanks for joining in into this voters eye edition um in this case this is a consumer's perspective more than a voter's perspective Those. Though you we were voters and everything like that, as voters, we like our entertainment as well. So yeah, it was a good conversation, Grayson, as always. Uh, you're more than welcome to come back on my show. Um, with that said, uh, folks, I'll be back. Uh, Grayson, go ahead and give your plugs real quick before we take off.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me on your show again. It's a, it's always a pleasure, my friend. Uh, you guys can follow me at The Conservative Nerd on Instagram, Facebook, and on You can find my podcast, The Conservative Nerd, on anywhere you listen to podcasts, uh, Apple, Spotify. And also, um, I just announced this on my page, but I will be attempting to start doing a video show as opposed to just an audio show. So keep a lookout for the YouTube videos. But, yeah.
0: Oh, dear. I'm going to have to show my face the next time I'm on, on your show then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, with that said, stay tuned. I'll be back. You can say goodbye to my friend Grayson. But until then, stay tuned. We'll be back after this short break. And now to take a short break from the show to keep my promise – and bringing awareness to the situation in Afghanistan, where we have about 9,000 American citizens who were left behind as a result of the disastrous withdrawal efforts by the Biden administration last year. The elite globalist leaders, the media, and big tech may have forgotten about them and would rather focus on other manners. But the reality is we have Americans who are in harm's way because nobody wants to hold our leaders accountable. It's just too inconvenient for them so this is a special shout out to the families and friends who have someone they know and love stuck in that country and also to the very ones who are stuck there you are not forgotten and i'll keep mentioning you until there is a report there is a concentrated effort to bring you home and every single one of you comes back to american soil please if you fall into one of these categories either you're the family friend that know someone that's there and you want to to let me know how we can better help you out, please reach out. Or if you're that person that just so happens to be stuck there and you happen to be listening to this episode, please reach out to me. You can can reach out to me through my personal account on Instagram at Kenjin296, I repeat, Kenjin296. Spell the word engine, put the letter K in front of the word engine, then you get Kenjin, one word, 296. Please, you are not forgotten. Uh, To my audience out there, don't forget to pray. Let's pray for their safety and their return home. And now back to the show. Hello, welcome, welcome back to Taboo Topic. I am your host, Ken Drew. Thanks again for tuning in to today's show. I want to go ahead and remind everyone to please leave a review no matter what platform you listen to this podcast from. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to what I have to say and my friend Grayson what he had to say. Hopefully you enjoy our conversation. Hopefully it was provocative. And with that said, folks, until next time, may the fourth be with you.